Hello and welcome to another episode of The Eavesdrop. My name is Brett Battistain. We're going to start off with some music by one of the most genius artists of all time, uh, me. That's enough. <laughs> Dude, you have a lot of range. Man, yeah, you were yeah. you were really good. Yeah. Uh, man, I did not oh, know. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I did not know you could throw down like that. That was amazing. Well, normally I can't. <laughs> uh, with, uh, you know, with uh, all the, you know, uh, audio software you can get. I mean, you can really do anything with auto-tune. Oh, yeah. I think that's apparent. And the mastering of that track is just... <laughs> <laughs> it's so even and doesn't sound like it was thrown together in 30 seconds. <laughs> As, yeah. well, I, Look, I, you're a rock star. <laughs> you don't have time to sit here and fuck with stuff for a podcast, man. I I I made that one day, truthfully, like in about like a minute and a half, uh, because I was driving home from work, and I was like, oh, you know, it'd be so funny, but it's probably probably been done before. Is if somebody took that corn song with all the fucking gibberish and they just added in the gibberish from Billy Madison, and then I looked it up and I was like, nobody's fucking done this. <laughs> You have to be shitting me. Where are you fucking people? That's on YouTube under Billy on a leash. If you <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna check that shit out, it's pretty. It's the best thing I've ever made for sure, by like quite a bit, by like a pretty wide margin. <laughs> I don't know. Yahweh jokes, fucking fantastic. Well, and then I guess adjacent to Billy on a leash is when there was a we actually might have even talked about it on this show so i feel stupid even talking about it but there was uh, a comedy competition and i knew i was gonna lose okay <laughs> just from like i i saw the other people on the show <clears throat> and i was like i'm not winning this like i don't have any friends here so none of my friends are gonna vote for me uh i'm definitely not the funniest person on this bill <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm just I'm gonna just tank it and I just instead of like going up and doing like any jokes and even trying I just did a dramatic reading of <laughs> that song <laughs> and I was like this is uh, a poem I wrote it's called Freak on a Leash by Corn <laughs> <laughs> well wait a minute dude I've seen you do that before I, just, so, I only did it that one time okay so I guess I had to be there yeah okay yeah <laughs> I okay. only did it the one time because uh, that's not really something you do as a bit over and over again. <laughs> it's more of like a, okay. well, it's like I, a one and done. Well, I guess I was there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you must We, we all have those nights. I think uh, with the uh, quarter barrel, they we had a cover night. Um, uh, and so you could, you know, if you wanted to do someone else's bit, you, right. it was a cover uh, night. Yeah, I went to, I did one of those. Did one of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I remember there, there was, it was just this one night now, and I did a Bill Hicks bit. I did a Bill Hicks bit from one of them. Oh, I, I think when I did it, it was like people traded material. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's funny that you just yeah. that there was like a covers night where you just did. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, really if you funny. wanted to do a cover, and I think there was another uh, thing you could also do. Maybe it was somebody else's bit, you know, if they were cool. I mm-hmm. can't remember. It was so long ago. It's quarter barrel. It's still, it, yeah. yeah, but it's still a funny concept. 
because yeah. there's like cover bands. Yeah. So why can't there be cover comedians? Well, <laughs> again, you know, it has to be stipulated, you know, oh. in the in the night. Obviously, no, I, yeah, yeah, I, I know, <laughs> but it is funny that there's such a huge uh, like the connotation with like ripping off other people's yeah. material, yeah. you know, uh, and the fact that bands do it all the all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think I did the one with uh, uh, when he talked about dinosaurs. You know, he talks about. Uh, I actually don't. I don't know Bill Hicks that well. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was a good bit. I think I missed a little bit of it, but I was like, man, if I had to do it over again, I would have loved to do like a um, Sam Kennison bit as Emo Phillips, like <laughs> <laughs> just to see what that weirdness would sound like. That's pretty good. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. That, just, uh, that, that would be pretty. Good. Or do a um, or do a Bill Burr bit in Mitch Hedberg's delivery well you know it'd be really funny too is if you did like a a classic or, or like uh like uh you know one of those comedians that like everybody kind of just seems to shit on and hate like uh yeah, like okay. dane cook or, or carlos carrot Mencia, top, carrot top <laughs> yeah to do like one of their bits but in the cadence of like emo phillips or uh <laughs> yeah, okay uh, uh steven wright oh, yeah, <laughs> doing yeah, dane yeah, cook yeah. as steven yeah. wright I or like rodney dangerfield kind of <laughs> delivery too would be also good <laughs> Hey, I've always wanted to uppercut a punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of an Eddie Murphy bit to, or, a, or a classic Richard Pryor bit. You know, what's I saw I started watching the new season of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. And okay. you know what really struck me about the Eddie Murphy episode was What's that it? he also referred to Delirious as the red suit one. <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay. is, which is hilarious because nobody well, I don't, no 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 well wait a minute what, wait a minute wasn't Raw the red one and Delirious was blue I don't know oh, okay yeah I think Delirious <laughs> because is blue because I call them the blue suit and the red suit yeah no I think I think it's that yeah 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 it's uh yeah I, and I'm much more of a fan of his uh, first one uh, Delirious I don't think either of them hold up particularly uh, well, they're, well. They're, they're definitely problematic if you go back <laughs> yeah. and watch now well uh, but in too like an aggressive extent oh yeah well and i the, mean some of the look at the culture and the times that were going oh, on yeah. there it was nasty the dude. 80s were yeah terrible see <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like the like people being scared of aids there's like a, a, a it's i say great it's horrifying but it's really interesting to listen to there's a clip from like a a press conference with ronald reagan Mm -hmm. and like or maybe it's his press secretary or something like that and uh, a, a journalist asked what they were going to do if they had any plans about the aids epidemic and everybody in the room kind of just like makes fun of him and like implies that he's concerned because he's gay and he's <sighs> not gay he was actually like a republican journalist Oh Jesus! Uh, okay. but everybody was like yeah. oh why are you so yeah. worried about it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like i'm gonna read into this <laughs> people are dying man <laughs> So yeah, the eighties oh, yeah. were terrible. I'm glad I was born at the tail end of them, for sure. <laughs> oh, dude, I get to go experience that, you know, right to the face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, not a biggest fan of Reagan, dude. You know, but that's what happens when you. Oh sell, yeah. When you, when Reagan's you, when you terrible. You sell a sell a country to a corporation, but I did enjoy someone put. There was a clip I saw where he's doing a speech and a balloon popped, but he's just out there and he's just oh, talking yeah. through, and the balloon goes pop, and he goes, "You miss me," and then he continues with his speech, and I was like, "Well." He's a performer. I can appreciate He's that. He's an actor. Well, that was, that was definitely <laughs> improvising. It was great improvising, though. Just you know, blah 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 blah. Pause. Pop. You know. Was that me. after he had gotten shot? 
Mm, yeah, that I'm not sure about. Um, I, I'm guessing it's before because <laughs> <laughs> afterwards you'd be like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> it's funny because people say, "I, you know, maybe Donald Trump is the worst president ever, but Ronald Reagan was really bad, really, really bad." Oh, so so evil, the, so so terrible. Up and until so now, misled. the he, ha- I think he had the most corrupt cabinet. Like I think. Um, like 14 of his cabinet members were like implicated in crimes oh, of some sort. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking, this is something I heard on a different podcast like a couple of years ago. So this could all be like off base a little bit, but he's for sure, be- he was terrible. Oh, just I, sold our country to corporations. Guy. They're yeah. like, oh, corporations? Um, here, let me get them on me. Do you have going back to uh, the uh, comedians we were talking about? Do you, how do you do you hate Dane Cook? Um, no, I was kind of annoyed with him, and it wasn't really it wasn't my style. Um, when when he got hot and he got big, um, but I'll tell you what, my mind was changed when I listened to your mom's house podcast with Tom Segura. They had Dane Cook in, and he went through all the shit that his brother, the you know his yeah, brother ripped it. like his story. And, you know, <clears throat> when I, I was one of those, sorry, I was I, one of, I was one of those comedians that started out hot. Um, my first wave of material was strong. And when I started continuing writing, that's when the struggles came in Yeah, <laughs> and it was difficult. And I can only imagine, you know, granted, I, you know. I'm willing to risk it now, knowing where my life is, where it's yeah. at. Uh, uh, you know, twenty some odd years later, uh, if we've reached twenty, um, but um, I, dude, I could have, I could have been an asshole to just get that kind of popular so fast at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, you saw what happened with uh, Freddie Prince. I mean, it was kind of the same thing, man. I mean, he just had, he fit a certain role. He was really hot so fast, got a TV show, and then, you know, it was just too much. And yeah. Well, I, the reason I ask is because I, speaking of that, uh, of your mom's house podcast, uh, the yeah. Tom Segura podcast, mm-hmm. I feel like he's having a little bit of a, like, retroactive appreciation amongst other comedians. Uh, oh, of course. Because at the time when he was like when he was the like the it boy of comedian uh, of comedy, it seemed like everybody fucking hated him. Like everybody Segura? No, like just oh, comedians oh. in general. Oh, like yeah, stand up yeah, comedians yeah. I felt like were always talking shit about him. Like, about Dane Cook? Yeah. Well, yeah, and cuz you know, definitely there's some jealousy there, of course. Um, but you know, it's almost I don't. Uh, I don't feel like people. I feel like comedians now don't hate him as much after after he kind of had like his. Well, yeah, because like separation from the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, and and because he, you know, fought. He came out on the other side. You know, he fought through all that stuff, and he had that financial shit with his brother stealing all of his shit. Yeah. Um. And uh, now I think he he puts in the. Like I think it's more evident, especially to comics, that he puts in the work. He's showing up like in town and in LA. He still sells out stuff, but I think he's really into. I mean, again, this is just my opinion of a guy I don't know, but um, a lot of his stuff 
I always hate seeing a comic that has a great premise that just takes it in the easiest fucking direction mm-hmm. and doesn't even have to be a rule of three. It's just here's two punchlines, and before I segue through something else, I'm like, why would you waste something like that? <laughs> um, and oddly enough, Pablo Francisco was uh, so, no, no, pop, not Pablo Francisco. I'm sorry. Uh, what was it? Rogan had a trouble with. Oh, Carlos. Uh, Mencia. Carlos Mencia. His first album had two good bits on it, two strong bits, but there was a lot of just. Great premise, and then just easy, easy out. And especially oh, when it yeah. comes to acting out stuff, mm-hmm. which Dane Cook and sound effects and prowl, you know, prowling the stage, and um, so there was a lot of like, and it's tough to say showman stuff. I guess some stuff qualifies it as that, but like you can't have that as a crutch. I mean, that's why the comedians love. You know, the stuff that you can straight out say, Todd Barry or, a, you know, Stephen Wright. You can just come to the mic and right. say that it's shit. It's more of a, like, a, an appreciation for the writing than it is yes. for Dean Cook is more more of, like, a performer than a writer. Right. Like, he's right. not a good writer. Right. You know, and, and but so he's a good perform. He's a good, really good performer. Yeah. I mean. So when you do a bit about being in the parking garage and hearing the squealing of the tires, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yes, everybody's been there. But man, you can paint and and hit hard with some good punchlines, you know. If if it's phrased, if it's set up right and stuff, and not just going, yeah, I'm in an action movie, you know. Oh shit, I've done that. Uh, you know, kind of reaction. You know, a bit I really liked of his, um, and I really liked Dane Cook when he when he first like I thought his first two albums were good. I liked him a lot. They actually, I would say, Harmful of Swallowed kind of got me into not. It didn't get me into comedy, but it made me like more attracted to stand up. And like after I like heard his album, because that came out in like two thousand, so I was in like sixth grade, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that made me want to go and like watch Comedy Central every day to watch like to see who's oh, like like he a was new all over it. They replayed his stuff so they did, much but it, like also you know like uh, that's how I found like Dimitri Martin mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, like Greg Giraldo nice. and like nice. all all the people who were on like Comedy Central presents in the early 2000s, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I found all of them is because I was like, oh, Dane, I like this Dane Cook uh, album, uh, and so I want to go see more stand up comedy. And Comedy Central presents, they would just play like six of them <laughs> back to back, <laughs> yeah. like in oh. the afternoon after I got oh home from God. school. So much. Um, <clears throat> but I, you know, the bit that I liked of Dane Cook's a lot off his first album was the like uh who gets killed by bees bit okay where he would it was like uh like every once in a while you'll see something on the news where like man gets uh, attacked and killed by bees and he's like who gets killed by bees like i could understand if it was killer horses (laughs) (laughs) but but bees i'll punch (laughs) i'll punch bees all day long (laughs) i'll find a pool eventually (laughs) um you know who else had a really good uh first uh comedy central presents was uh nick swartzen Okay. I really, I really liked his first Comedy Central yeah, presents, yeah. where he like his bit about like loving to hang out with his grandma because it made him feel stronger. Where she'd be like, "Nicholas, can you help me with this gallon of milk?" And he'd be like, "This gallon right here." Puts <laughs> <laughs> it up over his head. Right, right, <laughs> right. That was uh, the first one, dude. And that was the thing was I think <clears throat> um, I was in that uh, part. I don't know if everybody goes through this, but. Uh, I was in that, um, uh, actually, yeah, I was uh, just buying, this is how old I am. I was going <laughs> and buying comedy albums left and I was there. I couldn't get enough, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, 
I, I had went out and gotten so many comedy, just the albums to listen to wherever I was. And I got, and this was when I was a couple years in, and the friends that I had and the way we wanted to kind of go with our comedy and how we really appreciated people like Carlin and like Hicks. Um, and even prior with, with some of his stuff, but you could say something and be funny. Um, so it was definitely a snobbish, I, I, I don't know, partly, no, partly snobbish. No, no, no. I, I totally get that because, but it, what, what I, I guess more what I'm getting at is that, um, I feel like with like a Dane Cook type person, um, what ha- I feel like what happens a lot with those t- and happens with like bands and musicians all the time too, is where they, uh, they're like appreciated and then they blow up. Like people are like, Oh, okay. I like them. And then they blow up and people are like, I hate them. <laughs> right. Right. And then they kind of like, uh, fall away from the mainstream a little bit. And then like in retrospect, people kind of start to appreciate them more. Right. Uh, but yeah, totally. Like I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would go and listen to like Dane cook now and really enjoy it that much. But that's just because, my tastes have yeah. changed and I've listened, you know, have listened to a bunch more stand-up and seen a bunch more stand-up since yeah, then. More experience. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, does anybody still, you know, like I know there's a lot of people my age in particular, who's like first album that they bought like music. It was like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Right. You know, right. and then they realize that that's lame and they're like, no, I want to listen to like Green Day and Nirvana. <laughs> um, but then, you know, now like Backstreet Boys are kind of having like a renaissance right now. Well, yeah. And actually, uh, funny that you bring it up. I, uh, I had heard a guest was Weird Al Yankovic was on a uh, podcast mm-hmm. and I checked out. It was an older episode and I wish he would have toured around here because I was like, you know what? That is one concert I would a hundred percent go to, and I'm kind of surprised a little, a little bit. But uh, I would fucking go. I would fucking go see Weird Al. Uh, Are you kidding he, me? He has so much ridiculousness, uh, and and that and yeah, it is kind of a um. I guess it's kind of a. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, uh, I'm looking back. I know, I don't know. Uh, just dude, you look back and like, oh yeah, those times, yeah, dude. Oh yeah, because yeah, there's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. you know. I, I just uh, it's what everybody says about Stranger Things. Like you only like it because oh nostalgia. There you yeah. go. Wow, <laughs> my brain. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. It's been a rough week of sleep, yo. <laughs> uh, dared. You know what? I really li- I like Weird Al's songs that are original songs, but they're more like parodying like genres. Like Dare to Be Stupid, kind of like parodying like D- yeah. Devo, you know, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of like music. But that's an original song. But that song fucking rules. Oh yeah, I love Dare. Dare yeah. to be stupid, so good. He's the only one I kind of let it get away with song parodies because it's like it's so. Well, he's he, the fucking. He's the tip top of those people. Yeah. And song parodies are so easy. Yeah. But he took it to a whole nother level. Uh, in my opinion, you well, know, everybody's tastes are different. But I mean, like, well, the thing with him too is that like, he has the parodies, which are always like the big. Those right. are like his hits. Right. Yeah, but yeah. then like a lot of his like, all of his albums then just have like. They still have original songs yes, on them yeah. that are also good yeah. and great. Yeah, uh, and and the parodies that he does are are fantastic. Are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Amish Paradise is fucking Fuck yeah. good. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I that line when he's like, uh, uh, fuck, uh, 
I know we'd play it if we could oh, get the oh, rights. Oh, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, But I wish him well, because I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that, when that song came out, uh, probably like middle school or maybe even elementary school, uh, I was like, that's, uh, that's the fucking, I'll, that's it right I'll, there. I will, always, <laughs> I will always remember the beginning with the fat boys in the um, fat video. Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, man. I ain't seen you around Burger World lately. <laughs> and that one dude's like, ding dong, yo. Yo, ding dong, ding dong. You ain't fat. You ain't fat. You ain't nothing. <laughs> That's so great. But yeah, the uh, you know, there's definitely, uh, like it's, uh, I, uh, when you were talking about, you know, who, you know, it's like saying, you know, Dan Cook now, I won't be interested in going seeing when me and my friends had started out and we got through the Bill Hicks phase and like, we're just, you know, yeah, we had experienced so much of the side of <clears throat> the trade-off gigs, the comedians who own a club who were like, Oh, well, I know this other headliner. I'll book you in my room. If you book me in your room. And like, there was a lot of that just incestuous. I mean, I'm mm. sure it still goes on now. Mm. Um, but you know, this was back when they had gatekeepers and all like the gatekeepers were, you know, the ones you got to go through. Yeah. Well, man, me and my friends all had time, dude. And we wrote this comedy manifesto. And looking <laughs> back, dude, I've been telling you. And we, for, for our age, quite intelligent. Breaking down, like, the, 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 the you know, the trade-off gigs and uh the black comedy circuit do you still do you still have this manifesto i believe i do you got to read it on diabetes di- diabetes for the soul <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. well because i know there's a yeah you can just tell it's like wow these are these these kids are way bitter they're way ahead of their time in bitterness look at that <laughs> shit uh but look at uh, the bitterness of a 50 year old <laughs> and i'll tell you what though at the end we name names you know because we're young and stupid and yeah. so we had the good list of comedians and the bad list and I know for a fact there's people on that bad list of comedians that I would change. We were like, we were wrong. Mm-hmm. We were wrong about that guy. We were wrong about that guy. Like, the guy on that good list, wrong about that guy. Uh, Dude, I've had kind of like a uh, uh, re, uh, like a fall back relationship with, uh, with Green Day. Okay. Because when Dookie came out, that was my fucking shit. Uh, great, I, some great songs. Dookie got me into the music that I have listened to my whole life. You know, like, yeah. uh, but then around the time that I started get it's the it's the thing where you start getting into like you start your you start diving a little deeper. Yeah, you know, yeah. and You're, you start to start expanding. Yeah, you, and know? you, you like you want to learn more. Yeah, and you like find out who like influenced Green Day, mm-hmm. and you, like so you start to check those bands out, and then you find out who like influenced those bands, and yeah. uh, so I, around you know like after Dookie, they had like Insomniac and uh, and uh, 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 uh nimrod okay uh, and, and <laughs> you're just gonna leave out kerplunk that was a fucking kerplunk has some strong ones well but i kerplunk was like pre like bef- was before dookie pre-dookie yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. uh, like just i'm talking just like chronologically okay. from okay. from dookie because around the t- when warning came out i was like oh this this fucking sucks <laughs> and then when amir and so I, and at at that time i was like already into like way deep into punk rock Okay. And yeah, yeah. so when American Idiot came out, I was like, oh, fuck this band big time. This, this is fucking stupid. They're trying to 
you know, trying to be youthful instead of like aging gracefully and like trying to like now they're wearing like eyeliner and they're trying to like dress more like like hot topic goth <laughs> mall punk and i and but it tainted my appreciation of their previous albums so much oh, so where it? i was just okay. like you know what fuck it all like <laughs> fuck dookie fuck her plonk uh fuck 1000 smooth out slappy hours or whatever that right, one right, is right. and then you know but then within the last couple of years i like went back and listened to dookie and i was like no this album no. fucking rules yeah and then i was like all right i'm gonna listen to insomniac and i was like you know what this album is fucking underappreciated as hell because this album fucking rules and Nimrod also fucking rules and warning does not rule, but it does have one really, really good song, which is waiting. That song's awesome. Okay. Uh, and everything after that is garbage. Like I don't like American <laughs> idiot or anything after that, but it's funny how like when uh, like, something can like taint your appreciation for something yeah. old but then like if you go back and actually like try to have an open mind and actually hear it for what it is you can still be like oh no this i love this yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well, i don't know why yeah. i had such a fucking chip on my shoulder <laughs> like just because i don't like where they went doesn't mean i have to hate what they did well yeah and uh, you know I'm sure other than I'm, bill cosby <laughs> well, I, you know, i'm sure people i'm sure people are struggling with uh, michael jackson's music and stuff but then again, I'm a Michael. I'm a Jackson Five guy. Okay? Same. I am a Jackson. I'm, don't get me wrong. Love me some Thriller. I yeah. really got into it there. But I mean, if I'm holding on to anything, fucking the love you save, forget about it. That's my jail. Yeah, and I like I want you back is a fucking undeniable uh, like beast of a song. Yeah, yeah musically, they're great musicians. That, great stuff. Like, yeah, I would. That and that's even weirder because he was a child yeah. at the time, so he yeah. like hadn't he was being abused, yeah, and <laughs> like hadn't even committed the horrible atrocities. No, that in he fact, he was he was being born into that. I yeah, mean, he's literally that all the shit that he fucking went through. You you didn't, you didn't expect with all the fame and all the shit that he had to take from his father right. and all the weird fucking situations that that cat was in. You didn't think that when he became an adult, it was gonna be a little fucking weird. Right, and you not to, not to excuse it, no, but no, like, no. but it it but, makes sense. But we know now <laughs> that like, uh, 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 you know, parent, you know, if your parents are you know physically abusing your kid, well, they're gonna do that. That's what they're you're creating bullies. Well, so my I I I agree with what you're saying. It makes sense. But my the counterpoint that I kind of usually come back to in my brain when I think of stuff like that is that there's a lot of people who have had shitty things happen to them that don't do that stuff. Uh, correct. You know what correct. I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's not, it's not meant to be like a cop out of like, well, he was abused as a child. So uh, like he, that's why he abused me as an adult. Cause there's a lot of people who have been abused that I'm not going to say turn out fine, but don't continue the cycle. But it does make sense that yes. he would have a fucking, <clears throat> And and he's also in rarefied air where he was like the most oh, yeah. famous person on the fucking planet. I think he was the last person alive that could have actually brought a vast portion of the world together. Like if Michael Jackson on on his way up to being a tip top up at the top. Oh yeah. Famous world round. If he started a couple years beforehand, go, hey man, you know what I think we should really do is we should just eliminate all borders. <laughs> Let's just be planet fucking Earth. I think he is. If he did that for years and then hit his peak, mm -hmm. um, 
No, I mean, obviously, he'd come crumbling down with all the news, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying he's the last person people would have been like, maybe we should think about that. I mean, I mean, if he had something like that, I mean, no, he wasn't that guy. Um, well, he was just like undeniably talented. He like, was. You couldn't, like, especially in his heyday, like, you know, I guess probably up to like black and white, you know, like when that song came out, because I can't really think of anything after that that was like a huge song. Man in the Mirror. <laughs> that was after Black and White. Uh-uh. <laughs> Who fucking cares? <laughs> but it is. Yeah. I deleted a, fo- a lot of uh, Michael Jackson files <laughs> in my head. Well, he was never. He 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 was never uh, like an icon. Oh yeah. For no. me, you know, just because it was, was growing a, a up. time that I grew up in, you know, like because I, I grew up in the '90s mostly. In the early aughts was yeah. when I was a kid and a teenager. So I was. It was all like. But I like I have a chip on my shoulder of like we've ta- you and I have talked about this before like with like grunge mm-hmm. from the nineties like I don't like it and I've tried to get into it but I don't like it really and it's because I thought it was too I was like it's they're pretending to be like anti corporations and like trying to be pretending to be alternative but they're all signed to major labels and yeah I, I, mean, I hate it like but i don't hate thing. that i don't hate that anymore yeah, but at okay, the time yeah, yeah. i hated yeah. it because I, all the bands that i liked were on indie labels <laughs> yeah, i know but it, it's the music business you know it's the business side oh and shit like, no, and no, no no you know, yeah. growing up I, I was ignorant to a bunch of that i shit. was fucking stupid but i remember i like i couldn't get past the fact that rage against the machine was like saying all these things about like capitalism and like corporations and stuff like that and i was like aren't you guys signed to uh, who were they signed to? Sony? It doesn't matter. But they were signed to like a big label. Well, yeah. And I was like, you guys are just support. You guys are making them money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, they're they're that's how we make our money. It's it sucks. Oh no. I mean, they didn't have the internet. I you know? I understand it now, especially mm-hmm. because there's there's an aspect to it that's like, you know what? Fuck, man. You know what? I have my morals and stuff, and I get up on my soapboxes. But if somebody came up to me and was like. Hey, I'm gonna offer you like three million dollars to just do whatever the fuck I want you to say. You're goddamn right. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you right. know, like, yeah. And, and but two, like, um, getting a larger platform to like speak about things that are important to you. Like, yeah. man, I'm not gonna. Lo- who, who the fuck am I? Oh yeah, yeah. dipshit, twelve oh, year old, and I was, judging them. <laughs> I was that way when it came to when I was in comedy. Yeah, I, I was one of the people. I was probably part of the wave that was like, fuck Carrot Top, man. Winning Comic of the Year over Bill Hicks. What kind of fucking shit is that? A prop comedy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, when you're like, oh, what do you think of Carrot Top? I'm like, it's not my, it's not my drug, as, yeah. as Patrice O'Neill's put it. But you know what? I can, like, if people dig it, that's cool with me. Yeah. I, I, like you probably just won't find me at a show, and I'm sure he's a nice person. And you know uh, what? And I, People and can hear... like both. Like somebody yeah, could yeah. like Carrot Top that also yeah. likes Bill Hicks. Yeah, it's there's... not mutually exclusive. Yeah. You know, so it's I want to like... m- meet the guy that's the only that's the only two comics that he likes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where the fuck you come from? Those are the only two. What guys. a weirdo! <laughs> they oscillate between number one and number two for me. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I I I don't really know Carrot Top that well either because he was, but well, you know because what? he's he was that like that. I wonder, guy. I I wonder, like of of our mindsets when when I was raging against you know oh the comics that I fucking don't like mm-hmm. at, at that part of my age, 
And when you were doing it against grunge, like, fuck that up. So I'm anti-corporate with the corporation <laughs> yeah. well, signing my checks. <laughs> how much is the testosterone play a part in that? Like, how much hmm. do you think that that affects it? I mean, from like, like, you know, just that energy hmm. and that, and that, no, I'm fucking right, dude. This is the way people should fucking think, you know? And you don't have, like, the experience definitely hurts you. But I wonder how much that plays into it. Like where you know, the, it's probably like a hundred percent that because <laughs> you're gonna go hundred Jesus. Yeah, because I well I I don't know many women that I've ever talked to about this about something like this where they've had as strong a feelings as I had, and even like Ashley, my wife, who l- loves I would say like ninety percent of the same music that I love, and like listened to a lot of it when she was like got into punk when she was like a teenager and stuff like i don't think she ever gave a fuck about like i think she was like no i just like everything (laughs) i just like this more (laughs) different priorities you know and uh and i and i also you know the fact that women go through different things physically and start different times yes and especially when it comes to like you know the period thing and stuff like they're going to care about different stuff and they can deal with, you know, we're getting all these hormones and we're just like, ah, and they're, they're just like, ah, this fucking guy, you know? Yeah. We're just all like, we're all horny, but don't have anything to fuck. So we're just like, fuck Caraton. <laughs> fuck those bands. <laughs> have you gone, have you like, uh, like you didn't like grunge then, but like, uh, now have you listened, have you gone back and tried to listen to Soundgarden or Chains? Or yeah, and I have you gotten into any of that stuff? No, I haven't really gotten into it, but it doesn't it doesn't like annoy me the way it used to because I really hated the vocals on a lot of those bands. Uh, like, which 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 were the top ones that you didn't like? Uh, least favorite Eddie Vedder with Vedder's. the <laughs> I like I fucking hated that so <laughs> much. What in, uh, Yellow Lead Vedder? <laughs> that 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 part. Uh, I have no well, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and like, I don't like Kurt Cobain's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, um, yeah, and like Chris Cornell, I don't like his voice very what? much. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Too many octaves like, for you? No, it's just like grating to me. Like the Michael Sun, won't you come and wash away oh, yeah. all yeah. the yeah, Billy, Billy Joel's much better. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, Billy, fucking, what's the Green Day's lead singer? Oh, Billy Joel. Yeah, okay, there you go. Uh, no, n- no chains? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I've kind of gone back to like try and listen to it. Uh, some of the stuff some of it and it's just like it doesn't grab me very okay, much okay. um i mean i did like you know there's a oof, you know i'd definitely be a different person if it wasn't for pearl jam i mean <laughs> and uh, hendrix uh, the, and beck <laughs> the ones the ones that i like from that era are l- like less grunge and more like uh like i like the gin blossoms i think the gin- pumpkins uh no i mean i'm not a fan of corbin <laughs> that's usually no that's usually that that's usually where it falls fuck <laughs> yeah fuck yeah he's the worst no uh his dreams still fucking holds up man i like that i like today right yeah, right is that what that song's called yeah, yeah. Oh. You, get, you gotta hear geek usa man that is a <laughs> badass fucking song dude uh i hate his voice i think he I fucking nah, hate nah. how he sings so much. And I hate him. He's a piece of shit. He's fucking annoying as hell. Uh, no, I, but I, 
because I, I got really into like when that stuff was blowing up is around the time I was getting into like bad religion and like the band not actual religion right you know, like, yeah yeah the pentecostals are a bunch of shit you know i was getting into like bad religion and rancid and stuff yeah. like that okay. and like kind of like the epitaph uh records uh bands and like you know like the a lot of like west coast california punk bands and stuff like that and so to me that was like the better version of what was happening on the radio you okay. know okay because to me it was just like it's so stupid but it was like more true you know yeah. <laughs> uh which by the way epitaph records is one of the fucking greatest record labels of all time and uh they're great yeah, i'll believe you do you know you don't know epitaph no, so no. uh epitaph just a quick history lesson epitaph <laughs> was started by brett gerwitz the one of the original members of bad religion uh so you know the offspring right yeah uh their album smash that had like uh yeah. like come out and play yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah that album came out on epitaph oh okay. and All it right. was fucking huge oh yeah and it so like huge. yeah and so yeah. that's why and like you know rancid was on epitaph and okay. a, a lot of those like kind of like skate punk bands okay from that era were on were were and are still a part of that kind of like crew okay okay uh, nice yeah, which is nuts because it's still technically like an independently run. It's still technically an indie label. Well, good, good for them, man. Good they're still going, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Huh? I, 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 that's the, that, those are always my favorite types of stories of, of one person being like, no, this is what I want to do. This is what I think is cool. And I'm just going to do that. And then having it become successful. Uh, those yeah. are my favorite uh, stories. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I love seeing them, but uh, also, man, it makes you hurt, you know. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, this is what I want to do, and the world's like, yeah, yeah, this ain't what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. it's, hey, it's not like I'm murdering people here. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 but you know, look, there's another guy, a couple states over, get the same idea. He's way ahead of you. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, okay. Well, that's. I think that's why people like Marin so much is because he found success so much later in his career. Yeah. Uh, so did uh, yeah, hey, I was thinking about this today too was the fact that like the older you get, the less people there you have to compare are. yourself to. Well, yeah, to, to be like, <laughs> okay, well, you know, Marin found his late in life and so did um mm -hmm. Roddy Dangerfield. He was a he was Morgan over, Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman, and the, you're just but you're running out of people. Next thing you know, it's like, well, guess it's it. Uh, I guess I'm not going to do something big. <laughs> uh, the do you, have you ever seen the movie <laughs> Duplex with Ben Stiller and Drew Barrymore? I don't think so. Oh well, there's an old lady in that, and she that was like her first film role, and she was like 80 when she starred in that movie so oh. she, she okay. can be the last bastion yeah. <laughs> for all of us okay oh I have, now i gotta see the movie you know, just in case well and what's crazy was that's it's starting to happen to me now is where these like musicians or comedians or something are like will start blowing up and getting like attention and stuff like that and they'll be like 23 years old and uh, i'll yeah. be like oh boy <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean i when it comes to comics not uh, what is um uh, the guy Pete on uh, Pete S Davidson, yeah, I know. <laughs> I am amazed that he has the career that he has. I don't think that. Look, man, I'm uh, you know, 
Yeah. I think his dad dying on 9-11 really helped out. <laughs> uh, I, and I'm and like, hey, it sucks. I, I, you know, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Sure. I don't want <laughs> – but, but it is just – what have you done with your opportunity? And it's just Jesus, and like, and that you know, and that's a difficult thing for as many people that you see that are are twenty three and talented. Um, uh, what's that a kid? Uh, black black guy, um, short hair. Uh, Donald Glover. Uh, yes, Glover. Like that guy. Like I understand it. Oh, I, you, you yeah. You can easily see it. You can easily understand it, but. You know, really? You know, he, he, he was on. He was on my top five. The top five episode that I did with Matteo. Okay. Uh, we did our top five celebrity crushes, but I did my top five man crushes, and he <laughs> did his top five lady crushes. Oh. No, and Donald no. Glover is one of my celebrity crushes <laughs> of men. I fucking love that dude. There didn't happen to be like a trans person on one list. Uh, was there? No. No? Uh, that would have been awesome. That would have been like, hey, what, a, what a coincidence. This is nuts. Uh, okay. You know, there's actually, I actually looked it up when I was making a list because I wanted to see if there were any uh, trans male actors that I could find. There just didn't seem to be that many of them. Okay. Which okay. I think is shitty. I'm because sh- yeah, well, I mean, we're not there yet, you know? Because there are like, I mean, f- yeah, fuck. There's a lot of trans, like, women and men that i'll see and i'll be like fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're hot as hell yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah, and yeah even on you know that even as a straight man there's a lot of gay guys so it's just like oh, that, that's an attractive dude right there uh, yeah good for you good <laughs> yeah, for yeah 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 I'm uh, a, dude i'm a big solomon giorgio fan and i'm starting one i was like oh, am i attracted to that guy <laughs> he's hilarious i'm not gay but Man, I, I like that guy. That guy, yeah. it, it's tough, man. I mean, he would really have to kick one of my cats before I'm like, hey, yeah. you're a dick. Yeah. Which uh, I don't think he would do, but no. who knows? That's why you love him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Donald, yeah, Pete Davidson, I, I get, I, yeah, I don't really, get, the Chad sketches I think are really funny. The, have you seen I them? don't. No. You don't? No, I don't. I've never seen it's them. The, there was one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch where and chad's just like a doofy like college bro like skater surfer dude and he just mm. says like okay <laughs> and that's like pretty much all he says okay. i'll be like oh tight <laughs> all right uh like benedict cumberbatch will be like uh, i'm falling in love with you i don't know if i can go another minute without being around you and he's just like okay <laughs> uh those sketches are are funny but I, I don't know if I've seen really anything else that he's done where I've been like, I get it. And maybe no, maybe no. it's just I've aged out of it a little bit. I also think the fact that he started dating Ariana Grande made a lot of people be like, oh, yeah, Pete Davidson's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then, then he's like, oh, let me go a little older. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> oh, he's dating Kate Beckinsale uh, now, uh, yeah. who is very dreamy. Oh, yeah. And then we see him together. Like, what the? There's someone who was like, looks like a like soccer mom's picking up her son uh, from detention. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, I mean, soccer moms and, like, sons is a very popular porn right now. So, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Which, you know, uh, uh, oh God, I forget where I was reading this, but uh, there was like kind of correlation. Maybe someone was talking about it on a podcast, but I think it was on a podcast because the, like there's a huge correlation. Like when Obama was president, there was a lot of like mixed race, uh, black, white, like like they, the porn searches for that mm-hmm. went up. 
But now that Trump's oh. in there, everyone's like, oh, you know what you got to get into is the father stepdaughter or the father. You're like, daughter swap. Oh, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and and I was like, holy shit, that's a weird, that's a weird kind of like I don't I don't want to do research into it. <laughs> I mean, um, you know what's funny is like in regards to Pete Davidson is I think. When we'll I was, eventually see him in porn. <laughs> probably. <laughs> when I was like, you know, like 16 or 17, I probably would have been like, fuck Pete Davidson. Like, fuck that guy. He's not funny. He doesn't deserve what he's getting. But now I'm just like, you know what? Good for you, man. Like, you're not for me. Like, I don't really get it. But, if, I mean, I'm. why would I, like, begrudge somebody, like, becoming successful? Especially with somebody, well, especially uh, somebody in the creative arts, like in like a creative field, who's not just like exploiting people in Thailand, <laughs> you know, or in Vietnam. Right. You know, because like, you know, like if like all the motherfuckers at Nike and stuff, uh, as I'm wearing Nike skateboarding shoes, Nike that's SB. Why, that's why I got DCs uh, on. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like I, who, who fucking cares? Like just like, I nor I would normally be with you, but I think this I think that was one of the choices the industry made that was wrong. Like that's a bad choice. Yeah, but they're wrong all the time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is like Yeah, but I but I think that's a I think that's like a like that's an ugly strike. That's like a strike hitting the uh, hitting the dirt and you're still swinging at it, you Well, know? it's like when Crash won best picture. <laughs> uh Everybody's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> the guy, the cop who molested Thandi Newton, is like becomes a hero later in the movie just because he pulls her from a, just because he does his job correctly right, for right. a minute. <laughs> We're supposed to be fucking on board with that. <laughs> and same with fucking the same. Oh my god! Like uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. You didn't like three billboards. I didn't like what they did with the Sam Rockwell character. I fucking love Sam Rockwell in that movie. No, he... I fucking love Sam Rockwell. I don't like what they did with the character because he was a racist piece of shit. Right. And he never really has to atone for that. Like, I don't feel like he ever really gets, like, his comeuppance. Like... Well, didn't they, like... He got got fired. (laughs) Okay. But aren't they going to... Aren't they on the war... Aren't they making a trip to commit a murder at the end of that movie? Yeah, but that's not. So I don't what feel, are you mad? Because that's not like that's not morally redeeming. Like to like to be like a like a racist piece of shit who's like throwing dudes out windows just yeah. because he doesn't like them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like then going to at the end of that movie to then just be going on a road trip to kill somebody is yeah. not a morally redeeming arc. Like it would have been so much better if he actually had like. Uh, like a moral realization that he was wrong like he was wrong about the fact that he had like the only thing was that like Woody Harrelson's character was like don't hate people and he was like okay (laughs) it's like what you know I kind of like the ugly wrinkle of that where it's not the the classic you know oh he learned something it's like nope I threw out threw dudes out windows oh my dead friend okay he's probably right I should probably tone down this shit let's go kill that fucking piece of shit (laughs) but but that's what i'm saying though is like it's the crash thing where like matt dillon's character is the cop and he like molests thandy newton and so you're like i hate this guy and then later in the movie he just saves her from a a car wreck and you're like oh i guess he's okay like i guess it's okay that he molested her because he saved her well that's why the (laughs) sequel wasn't made because in crash 2 he molested her again it's (laughs) fucked up that's why he pulled her out of the car he's like i need to keep this uh (laughs) 
<laughs> oh god <laughs> no so, i'm terrible <laughs> that's but that's why that's what rubbed me the wrong way about of three billboards is i thought they could have done something a lot better with it and they could have actually made like a real statement about something or if he wasn't like morally redeemable and they just kept him repugnant and right. kept him okay. as like an antagonistic character or if they would have like well I, see i think i would have hated though if they had that classic moment it's like you know man i think i've learned my ways you know i think i, I would think ah oh, come on man i'm not saying sam rockwell couldn't pull that off but he's it a fantastic actor. It doesn't have to be done in like a schmaltzy, sentimental way. It can still be done. Single do- tear. Yeah. <laughs> it can be done in like a tasteful way where people like you show people that. Uh, you know what a good example is? Is um, Groundhog Day. Right. One right. of my favorite movies is. Such a great uh, movie. Bill, uh, Bill Murray's character, Phil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Is Phil <laughs> Phil Connors? Yeah, such like such a dickhead at the beginning of that movie, and by the end of the movie, he's still kind of a dickhead, but he's just a little bit. He's like better than he was before. But he's a nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's he's got some appreciation. Yeah, you know? but he's still like got some bite to him. Like he's still like yeah. talking shit to the kid that he saves from the tree. Yeah. You know, he's still yeah. like uh, I you saved. Never thanked me. Yeah, you never thanked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like that's what I like love so much about that is, it, and it's not really like schmaltzy and sentimental other than the fact that he kind of just like learns about himself but it does take him like the whole movie yeah well and uh, potentially like plenty of lifetimes (laughs) well i think i think there's like theories that it ranges from like 30 years that he's caught in a loop to all the way up to like ten thousand years what yeah those Uh, are theories mm mm-hmm People people have like dug deep into it. People have dug so fucking deep into it where people have gone like uh like calculated the amount of time that it learn that it takes to learn each skill that he learns in the movie, like how to play piano the way he does, okay. how to ice sculpt the way he does. Okay. Uh all like all, 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 all of that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, the French poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh. And, and so like a modest estimate it would is like thirty four years. Uh, and I think at one point, uh, either Harold Ramis or maybe the screenwriter said that they, they thought he was caught in the loop for 10,000 years or like a thousand years, maybe. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude. And and, and fuck the Tony. That's a rough loop, dude. But, But yeah, so I think that type of thing can be done where you kind of like learn, you learn something about yourself and you, uh, learn something about the world. And the people around you without having it be like uh, a very special episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But well, and that's the uh, the the arts like that, like uh, it's kind of fucking those little, you know. Obviously, it started with stories, oral stories, and then the plays, and mm-hmm. then everything that's kind of gone over. Um, when they're when they're when they're just distilled down like that, it's fantastic. But then you look in the real world, and you know, huh, you know, <laughs> motherfuck, dude, it's, it's like, uh, shit. Even they got you know, how's this uh, how's this Trump movie gonna end, dude? Yeah, Please, yeah. Uh, if, I'm hoping he just stumbles into like a meat grinder or something <laughs> like that, like uh, where the whole audience can be like, wow, they built up such rage for this guy, you know? Uh, I know that it's such a, it's a very bizarre time. That living in right now like Dude. And, well, the and trump by era the way, what the fuck how, what like, did we do <laughs> I, 
And you know what? As much as I, like I know people uh, on Facebook, uh, well, I, my buddy Randolph back east. Uh, for you guys on podcast, shout out mm-hmm. my buddy Andy Klein, another co-host, fucking hilarious. He's 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 one of those like uh, I'm gonna put it right up here and in your face, um, kind of you know posts, and a lot of times I agree. Uh, well, no, most I definitely agree with him when he puts up those stories, and he's like, these are the people we're supposed to try to reach out to. And trying to find a way to find middle ground, and you know they're always horrible stories. That you know when 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 Trump throws out his uh, you know sender back stuff, and then tries to back out of it, but then just doubles down immediately, and all the the GOP is there to defend him. And as bad as that is, the people that just a hundred percent support, what can you what can you say to those people? What what can what? Uh, I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not, we're not going to find a middle ground on racism, okay? I'm not coming closer to you on this one. Right. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, okay, fine. Like, you want to see it a little tighter and tougher to get into the country. Like, but first you have to understand what fucking political asylum is, okay? Right. They're like, oh, dude, you can come over here and stuff. And I'm like, uh, someone put it the perfect way. Uh, you know, everybody's seen, oh, they're coming to this country and they're getting in, they're getting all the free stuff and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what's happening. Just imagine um, your neighbor, uh, his wife uh, uh, gets threatened, uh, beat up, and she runs to your house and asks to come in because she's trying to escape that. Like, mm-hmm. you're saying now, oh, well, there's a whole process of getting in here and I can't have it. No, fuck that, dude. That person needs fucking help, dude. And I know right. we're a whole country. And uh, well, th- th- that's why <clears throat> one of my one of my absolute favorite things is when I've seen people talk about how like you lock the door to your house, don't you? So that's why we should lock the doors to. America. No, because David Bowie said it best. I'm afraid of Americans. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> that's but, why I locked the door. But your point is so is so good along those terms because it's like, yeah, you can lock your door, but if somebody needs your help, don't you don't want to turn them uh. away? Like if it's your it's your 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 neighbor, your neighbor to the it's, south, you don't want to turn them away. No, dude, and especially when our fuck the 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 drugs that we love in our house that are fucking illegal, um, they're the ones making the next door neighbor's fucking place shitty as fuck. And not to mention, and if you if you're listening and you fucking disagree with me, do five minutes of research. Five fucking minutes of research. Immigrants illegal or otherwise are good for the economy fuck you if you can't put it together are you goddamn kidding me it's so fucking frustrating they're good for the economy they're not a drain on it at all and corporations love immigrants uh just go to california and look up the uh, qt people uh running those oranges illegal Um, immigrants pay 13 billion dollars a year in taxes (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and by the way, that when you see an ice raid and uh, a, a neighbor comes out and, and neighbors get together and form a human fucking shield to stop ice from fucking with one of their fucking neighbors. Dude, you, you don't know how many countless stories there are across this land that are just like that. That's fucking That rad. are just like that. 
it, because you're, wait a minute, you came for okay. Juan, Juan's here illegally. Yeah, Juan's been in this. He's been here eleven years, yeah. and you're just like now you're angry about it. Yeah, it's like by the way, do you know he helped out uh, uh, me with you know. He helps out me with the shed that I built in the back, and he's part of this community, and he goes to school, and he watches his kids. And, and you think this the- motherfucker's not paying sales tax or something? <laughs> like, he's going to convenience stores. He's go- he's buying groceries. Yeah. He's paying fucking sales tax all I'm the time. I'm sorry. I don't pay the uh, sales tax. I'm here illegally. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Try yeah. to use that. Try to use that next time you're at 7-Eleven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, no, I can't pay that 6%. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Maverick. I believe uh, the soda is just $1 flat. So fucking stupid. Like, it's so fucking fucking stupid and it's and it's painful like <clears throat> that's the div- the divisiveness is is bad enough but when somebody continues to drive that drive that stake in the middle of everyone because they can just rile their people up or piss off the people that don't agree with them and i'm like that's why it's so weird when it's like oh democrats don't want to blah blah i'm like stop dude stop american like, look, man, if you really give a fuck about this fucking country, dude, it doesn't matter what the fuck, you know, oh, Republicans think this way, Democrats think this way, and, there's, and one's blaming the other for this. I'm like, dude, do we want to make this country better, or do we want to make the Republican country better, or the Democrat country better? It's, Dude, we're all on the same fucking team. What, what's up with this fucking division? And, well, I can't, and we can't sit there and talk to these people who are just— so I would I would agree with you if it wasn't the way it was now. Like up until uh, up until Trump got elected, I would agree with you. But the fact that after he got elected and started saying all this saying and doing all this heinous shit and the geo like the conservatives and Republicans almost uniformly like back, back ev- him everything he says and do and, somersaults and gymnastics with language with language that, y- that like just y- so they can defend him and yeah. not make the party look bad. And it's fucking insane <clears throat> because like I I will say that I like Barack Obama. I have I I have a hard time liking any president at all. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but I will say that I liked him. But that's not gonna. That doesn't mean I agree. Oh, there was... and support everything he ever said or did. Yeah, dude. The, the, for all of his drone strikes and stuff, that's yeah. kind of muted because you miss the regalness and miss the way he talked to the country, and you miss the 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 the, the way he cared. Like it, it can make it easier to soften the blow of like you know, hey man, he shipped out a bunch of uh, immigrants during his shit too, and he also did a lot of drone strikes with nobody fucking likes, dude. And like that's that's one thing American. Like I don't know how we're gonna get off the fucking military trip that's the most damning thing i'm like i'm like it i was like dude can you imagine if we said all right for two years we're gonna say fuck it we're not gonna spend anything on military or wars what we're gonna do is gonna (coughs) bring everyone that we can home and we're gonna send half the people to detroit and half the people to fucking new orleans and we're gonna rebuild this shit Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna get veterans jobs boom you put Guess what's done in two fucking years? If it's gonna even take that fucking long, Detroit and fucking New Orleans, yeah. like, like, like that's it. like, and plus that's two years without us fucking. Who's gonna attack us, man? We spend so much on that fucking shit, dude. You know, that's ridiculous. You, it hurts. You know what I saw today that was <laughs> was really interesting is um, I well, saw Pete Davidson special. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? No. <laughs> uh, I saw a, a a truck in front of me. Uh, that said that they had a bumper sticker that said "Support the troops," and I, I, it sounds like I'm making this up. I, I swear to God, I'm not. 
Uh, I don't believe in God, so I could be making it up. <laughs> but I'm not making it up. Uh, I saw a person with a support the troops uh, bumper sticker on their truck. And I also saw on the corner uh, a vet asking for money. And the support the troops truck just drove right fucking past him. Oh, and I was good. like, fuck you, dude. Hey, like, I already <laughs> gave my money to the bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fu- fuck you, man. Like, are you serious? You support the troops, and there's literally one out here right in front of your fucking face struggling. You can afford, like, uh, a Ford F-150, like, 2019 truck yeah. and that bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't throw that guy, like, a couple of quarters. Uh, Go fuck yourself. Uh, you should you should get the picture for Instagram, man. Get the, <laughs> call him out, dude. I, I'm not even gonna scratch up the license plate. Fuck this guy. <laughs> well, I was too busy. I was too. Bu- I was too busy getting money out of my my pocket <laughs> to give him money. Uh, but it, the fucking dr- stuff. Like, uh, I I've always had a really hard time with the military stuff. I've always had a hard time with like this the support the troops sentiment. Uh, not because not because I don't appreciate like the basic principle of like fighting for freedom but it just seems like so often that's not really what they're no, fighting for they're just fighting for all, agendas it's and all agenda based and it's all greed based yeah hey so, we want that oil so let's take over this land hey man you know what there's that that country has a lot of cool drugs let's and, go and, down there and take some shit over and you know i i understand and the uh, well this is kind of two parts but the fact that that the government and the military completely exploit uh, impoverished people to enlist, (laughs) you know, with like the enticement of paying for college or whatever it might be. But, and so, and so I don't fault anybody for taking that path. If that's the path that they see that they have to take to do what they need to, to achieve something in their life, then fuck man. Like, I've done some heinous shit as well, you know? <laughs> uh, so, but it's hard for me to back that. Like I get, I get what people are saying when they say support, like support the troops. Right. But I also see a little, like, I'm like, but you got to dig a little deeper. You know, you got to dig a little deeper and like, look past that kind of like platitude of just that, that that's just what people say is like, I support the troops. Yeah. But what, yeah. Th- but that, but that's the, you know, because, hey, man, they're, they're, they're helping protect our freedom. But, was, but then when you're like, well, why don't you ask questions about the people who are giving the orders? I mean, it's the whole fucking point of Masters of War. Right. Uh, fucking the Bob Dylan tune. Oh, fucking that is true. That's <laughs> such a great fuck you song. That's such a great fuck you song without having to say fuck you. <laughs> it is so great. <laughs> it's funny that we're talking about this because on the next uh, on the next episode of Ranked, the top five podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Derek Oster. Yeah. Uh, he and I are doing our top five uh, political songs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Masters of War. Oh, good stuff. Uh, um, but, yeah, I, I it's, a, it's a hard cent to support the troops. It's hard for me to get behind. Because, yeah, like, when you look at how much money goes into the military and, like, the military-industrial complex of, like, how much oh. money and exploitation the and private greed and yeah Dude, and well that and that's and here's what i'm scared stark of. industries <clears throat> man <laughs> when you like it's only like the financial uh people who understand the stock market and work on wall street and all the buy sell all that stuff all those people it's another fucking language that mm-hmm. you speak that it, it's all oh, numbers and then this and that, and that and to understand it it's fucking like you no know, right wait, you can't just put this fucking simply 
I think the same thing applies when it comes to government. Oh, it's a whole other yeah. language. And but when you I mean, on Wall Street, it's about fucking money and greed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same thing with the government. It's just a different fucking language, and it, and and shit is done on a different level. Um, <clears throat> and it's like. I don't, I don't know, man. I guess it's, I don't understand greed that much. And it, it, it's such a foreign yeah. thing. And I, and I was like, am I that much of an empath? Am, am I that much? You know, look, of yeah. course, I, of course I want to be, of course I want to be, you know, well off and be able to afford fancy things and do fancy shit and do all that stuff. But I can't, I'm not going to, I don't want to see people living on the fucking street. Yeah. And if it's going to cost me like, oh, you're only going to be a half a millionaire. Well, um, you, you can either have homeless people on the street and have $10 billion or you could have um, $500,000 and uh, no homelessness. I'm like, dude, then give me the 500. I was oh, like, yeah. Because there's no homelessness. Well, oh, actually, this, so this is a good, uh, a good, not a good segue, but just uh, I feel like this is an appropriate time for me to bring this up. If you listen, anybody who listened Chad, to Chad, you're fired. No, <laughs> get out. <laughs> uh, anybody who listened to this episode, I, I still want to do this where if you donate to the eavesdrop tip jar, when it gets to a thousand dollars, I'm going to give it to a homeless person. I'm just going to go find a random person out on the street and just give them a wad of cash. <laughs> give them all the thousand. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Holy shit. That's what I want to do. I want people. So uh, all the shows on eavesdrop have a tip jar and uh it's and all that money goes like if people donate to it it goes to the shows for mine in particular i don't want to take any of the money i'm just when it gets to a thousand bucks i'm going to cash it out and give it to whoever i find hmm. and when it gets back up to a thousand i'm going to go find another person and give them a thousand bucks okay okay i did i dig it man I, did, <laughs> I, I i you know it's just i i definitely like it's, it's a beautiful thing uh, well, okay just, hold on are you, are you about to talk about like if they spend it on no, drugs? No, okay, good. No, not okay. at all. No, um, <laughs> no. I, I I just um, it's more of a worry of like, uh, like I love the idea. I'm definitely in on it. I definitely would want to fucking record it or watch it. Like if you were gonna do that, I would love to fucking be present. Um, I only I'm like uh, it does scare me to like. I was like, if I were to. Eh, I guess I, you know I'm at a different age, man. And then again, I you know out on the I don't know the streets. Yeah. I mean, I could have. There was a there was a time where I was uh, technically homeless for you know uh, I think a three day span and then like <laughs> over a week span, two different times in my life. But um, I think I would. There are definitely points where I would be afraid of if somebody dropped a large amount of money on me. Uh, at the wrong time, it could be the fucking <laughs> the wrong move. Like, you know, and, and so if somebody came to me and was like, hey, man, here's the cash we're going to give you. But also, we went ahead and, hey, man, you know, like if you want to blah, blah, blah here, kind of get you started here, kind of did that here. But then again, like, you know what, dude? P- you know, it's just, a, it's just a fucking nice thing to do. And you know, and who am I to you say? You know, the way I look at it is I, I don't know if I've ever been in a position where I've, like, uh, and I've I, I I've never had to like live out on the street, which you know, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. We're gonna take a take a break in a second too, because sure, we've been crying. We, yeah, uh, I've been everybody. crying. <laughs> I think it just snot rocketed a little bit. <laughs> uh, but I I, I think uh, you know like when you see people out there and they have like 
you know, they it just looks like they're fucking struggling. You know, they're oh, they're fucking, but and it's like, it's like fucking palpable. You know, like you see them, and you know that they're just like trying to get some. They're just trying to get fucking by. Yeah. And nobody's doing anything to help them. Nobody's fucking doing anything to help them. Like people might throw them like a couple of quarters every now and then, or a couple of bucks here and there, but those. The, those people that are like and there's like the you know the the urban myth that those people are like making fucking bank they're not no, okay, no. they're fucking <clears throat> not and and the, the the worst thing about it is the the amount of um the, i don't want the amount of mental issues is it, it's it's rampant and, it, and mm-hmm. it's so full down there and uh, even if you went, even if you just got stuck in a bad position and had to be in that environment for, I don't know, say a, say two weeks, say two years, dude, like being around that kind of crazy and then trying to go back into the real, the regular world, mm-hmm. there's going to be, a, it's just, I, I couldn't even fucking imagine it. And it's, and it's tough when you step in, uh, you know, to hand some money uh, or, you know, when we did it on and it was we did it on uh, diabetes for our soul a couple times as we went and found a homeless uh, person <laughs> and invited them to a movie and then got them to review the movie in a podcast afterwards and we <laughs> weren't doing it to like you know we wanted to just you know hey man let's get you out of the street for a little bit mm-hmm. let you check out a movie and then yeah we want to hear your thoughts on the movie we're not you know we're not trying to exploit them or anything we literally that's the only reason we did it yeah uh, I mean shit dude the, the first guy we had on I gave him my, my this cowboy's jacket that I had ordered but it was too small for me I was like, hey, man, if you want this good winter coat, boom, uh, gave him some loot. Uh, and <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I want to I yeah. give people money. Dude, the philanthropy that I would love to fucking be able to do, I would I, – I, that – that's probably like, oh, yeah. if I could change it, you know, what do you want to be when you go older? I want to be a philanthropist. That's yeah. literally what I want to do. Me that's, fucking too, know, that's dude. All, that's all I want. And that's all I want to do. Me too. I mean, if I win the lottery, dude, there's a lot of people that are going to be getting fucking helped out. Because what am I going to do with all that fucking money? Yeah, f- honestly. What do I need? What Jeff, I, Jeff well, fucking Bezos, fuck you, dude. Like, fuck you. How are you not just like, oh, fuck this. Uh, hey, by the way. This whole block right here, yeah, all your shit's paid for. Uh, I just bought all your houses and they're giving them the deeds. You're, I mean, what am I gonna do with you're that money? Fucking good. <clears throat> you're good. Yes. Yeah. You get your I, own plane. You got your. It's, it's it's a it's a constant form of. Uh, dude's revenue. worth like a hundred and forty-seven billion dollars. And by the way, why don't you make your fucking warehouses a little a little more at ease up? I know you want shit there in two days. Yeah. But come on, let's not make people's jobs fucking something that they hate going into every day. Yeah. When a warehouse job can be as relaxed as it can be and still run just as fine. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not gonna get it to, in two days. It's three. Oh well, I'm gonna go shit my pants. Yeah. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> go fuck yourself. I, <laughs> Shit my pants I, I literally my came in the other day. Just ordered stuff off of Amazon earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's right. That's where I got some of the, the the wires and stuff. I knew I should have been like, yeah, I'm gonna go to musician's friend. They've yeah. done me right. <laughs> um well I need I need more of these microphones and I need them by Friday. <laughs> oh yeah, why? Uh I just, I have something going on on Friday that I need stuff up there for. Okay. Uh, for the upstairs room. You um, want to break into Koji's van? <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, 
I, I real, but seriously, like he could get, he could give every homeless person in the country, like, uh, like a thousand bucks. Well, and, and <laughs> that's, that's another thing I was, I thought, I thought about when you said you want to give us that, you know, how many videos have you seen where they give or, uh, they just oh, yeah. plant money on a homeless guy and he gets, uh, you know, and he either gives the money back or he, you know, or oh, he yeah. helps out other homeless people. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they understand the, the the plight of the other people they got there and the and the, the friends that, and again like as as tough as a you know as tough as a community is they have a community at least you know how many fucking suburb fucking homes out there where neighbors don't even know their fucking neighbor right yeah you know? oh yeah um hold on i'm going to do the math right now okay cuz there's a, is there's this a the ba- groundhog thing no, <laughs> <laughs> no there's about um like 554,000 homeless people live in America. Okay. Which is a fucking astronomical amount for people that yeah. don't have a fucking house. Uh, so if Jeff Bezos gave um, all of them uh, like a thousand bucks, right? That would mm-hmm. be like four, 554 million. 554 million. So yeah. like half of his money. So if he if he gave all if he gave every homeless person in America a thousand bucks, he would st- <laughs> he'd still have a like what it was, he was worth over a bill uh, over a billion, right? Yeah. Well, he's, well, he's worth one hundred forty seven billion. If he oh, gave, Jesus Christ. He would have one hundred forty six billion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're definitely an asshole. Dude. Uh, well, wait, wait, that can't be right. No, no, no. Because uh, 146 million, if he uh, 146 billion, if he's worth that, and you're telling me it's half a billion that he's gonna give, you said 554 million, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's half a billion. Half a bill. I mean, yeah. he literally can give him five thousand dollars each. <laughs> yeah, dude. So like, what the fuck are you doing, Jeff Bezos? Come on, man. And but and 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 why not just be like, oh fuck it, you know what I'm gonna do? Dude, Skid Row is really fucking rough in Los Angeles and, and that yeah. stuff. You know what we're going to do? I'm going to buy these fucking warehouses. I'm going to knock them all down, and I'm going to put up places for them to live. And you know what? I'm going to have storefronts along those warehouses, and that's where they're going to work. Yeah. And we'll just, you know, dry cleaning. Got this. What's your skill, man? What's your skill? What you got? You're a carpenter? Fuck it. Let's open it up a lumber yard or something like You literally... Help us build go, this place. <laughs> dude, uh, let me take all these people off the street for, the Amer- for America. Dude... Just and that's why we don't have money because because we have <laughs> we got these hard and, and look I know Bill Gates you know and he does a lot of fucking stuff for charity and but yeah. even then like he still got so that's the fucking thing though much is money. if I had like and I guess that's the reason I don't have that much money I mean it would literally have to be dropped on me lottery style but gosh I would want to do be, just because you because you can yeah because I can. Yeah. Because I can. That's that's why I'm doing it. Because I can. I That's why I only help that's why I help out cats now. Because that's what I can afford. I can help afford to help out cats. Dude, there was there were so <laughs> many people in Denver that were homeless or like would be panhandling on corners that when I would go to I, I would drive all, around a lot for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, like most of my day was spent in the car. So I would go I would get cash a lot of the times at the beginning of the day in like dollar bills. 
just right. so I could give people dollar bills when I was stopped at the corner. Well, and, and the tough thing is, it's like it's like yeah, man, it's tooting my own horn over here. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm, that, and I'm that's also very generous. No, I, I love when I have uh, cash on me, <clears throat> and you know, it's a. Uh, uh, you know, to pull up at the light, I'm like, oh, you know what, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. You, you know, feels good. Feels good to give like yeah, that, and especially yeah. to give nothing. Like, what's this two dollars to me? What's this five dollars to me? Um, yeah. But it, I, I, I just don't know how, uh, like, people. Why? It's I know, and I understand it's difficult. People are like, oh man, there's so many homeless people asking for money, <clears throat> and I want to give, but it's just tough. And I've been in that position too, where I'm like, dude, I don't even have money to give and I can see him looking at me and I know they know that like I'm a person that probably has money. I just don't yeah. have it on me now. Yeah. And it, you know, once you pass a bunch, I can see people getting frustrated and getting like, oh man, I always do. and then next thing you know, they're doing what they didn't want to do and it's not paying attention to the guy, yeah. you know, like, like, yeah, man, I mean, I know he's trying to catch your eye so we can ask you for a dollar. And I, and you know, yeah, look, I've done it in my, I don't feel good about it, but where it's like, you know, Hey man, Hey, good, you know, and I just, I, I can't man. And yeah. And, and, and like, you're this fifth dude on this walk that, and now I'm just ignoring a fucking human that's trying to talk to me. Now I'm just doing that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to fucking be that one. And so, yeah, man, I mean, like you said, with the amount that are, there are out there, did if you got an overabundance of stuff, dude, I, I just I don't I, understand I, why you wouldn't want to. How can you fucking sleep at night knowing you have so much while there are like children starving? I I, I don't know. We'd have we, how we, can we, you we, fucking <laughs> do that? How can you how can you carp uh carp? Yeah. Carp, why don't you write us? Email par, us at uh, compartmentalize. Why I was having a very hard time saying that. Comp compartmentalize. How can you com compartmentalize so well, much? And I think it's only been made easier by the capitalism that goes on in this country. And yeah, and the, not only the capitalism, but the freedom that we've had. And now it's like, yeah, I'm just so far removed. And have you ever talked to like a homeless person? They're fucking crazy. And they're, you know, they're dirty and they're blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, there's a reason for that. If you if you think about it, well, I don't want to think about it because guess what, a... motherfucker, you'd be dirty too if you were out <laughs> on the know, street. I you know, I know. You sack of shit. <laughs> I know, I know, and and and. Well, there's I... also the thing of like the like the American dream mentality of like we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and you're as successful yeah. as you want to be, uh, and it's like yeah, no, no, that's no. not how it fucking yeah. works. No, not at all. Especially if you have uh, darker skin. Okay. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or you, or you don't look like a white person. Yeah. Uh, look, I know my white privilege. Maybe someday I hope I get to use my white privilege for good. You know, block a bullet from a cop that was destined for a black guy. You know, something cool like that. The fact um, that there are very rarely vacancies at the Women and Children's Center is fucking. It's a it's a fucking blemish it's on very American. Telling. Yeah, it's very it's, telling. Yeah, it's uh, it's in. Anyways, we're well, I'm gonna we're gonna uh, go ahead. We're gonna take a break after this. Okay. I've always had. I'm always, I eventually want to turn it into a bit, but I have a thing called the windshield theory. I don't know if I ever told you about this, because like, why do good things happen to bad people? Why? Why is this guy? How can this guy act like a greedy fucking asshole and have nothing karmetically hit him? And here's how it happens: when you're born, let's just say you have like a mid, you just a pretty nice background. You got a nice family. 
uh, it's just median across the board. Your windshield is, you know, you can kind of see the world for what it is. But when you're brought up with racism, it can warp that windshield. Um, and as soon as, and, and, and so again, like the racism, just one part of it, you know, uh, you know, if you're sexist, it warps that windshield. But as, let's just say you have that windshield that got formed throughout your childhood and that's how it cleared up and it's clear. As soon mm -hmm. as you start going and doing stuff against your morals, that's when the splotches start happening. The bugs start hitting the windshield and you don't get to clear it. <laughs> you know, you don't get to clear it by, you know, thinking about stuff and clearing your conscience and, and working stuff out. That's how you. So when you have all those bugs and shit that hit your windshield mm -hmm. and those big splotches that are big problems, well, an opportunity can easily pass you by because you can't see it through your windshield. But what happens is those people that are fucking greedy and they, whatever they've learned, whatever, however it's hardened in their windshield, their greediness and the evil shit and the lying that they do, they don't see anything as wrong as that because of looking out for number one. That's how they formed their windshield. And so, hey, it's clear as shit. I can see the opportunity because my lies and my greed and my bullshit doesn't fuck up my fucking window. And that's how it happens. That's the fucking weirdest fucking thing is, you know. Well, I, I see what you're saying, but I think it's because that the, there is I'm, – I'm a bit of a uh, nihilist uh, in, in that I, I don't really think that there's any meaning to anything. Uh, like inherent meaning. I don't think there's any like universal meaning to anything. Like I don't think there's a reason. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I don't you. think there's a reason why we're here. Like I don't yeah. think there's any. No, it's it's you called know. that's a, you know we're just an animal on the planet, but we know that we are ourselves. Yeah, you know? we yeah. got the conscience. Yeah. Okay. So like, the fact that like good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people is I, I just chalk it up to fucking randomness. You know, just cosmic randomness, and the fact that it's all. Well, and it's also it's, it's all the, insignificant eventually, you well, know, it's, it's also the, <laughs> it's also the social constructs that we had built and what we base our shit on. Yeah. That allows that shit to, uh, you know, to get where it is. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get off this soapbox. So let's take yeah. a quick break. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll be right back. We'll be back with some more deep shit. <laughs> Still holds up. <laughs> you know what? Better the second time. <laughs> you know, like when you see, you know, when you see a movie and you kind of you have like expectations going in, and it doesn't meet your expectations, and you're like, oh, okay. I didn't hate it. Kind of left me cold. And then you kind of maybe you'll go back and watch it again, and you're free of expectations because right. you know what you're gonna get, and you'll be yeah. like, oh, I actually like that movie a lot more. Yeah. When yeah, I yeah. just you know knew what I was getting. I feel that way sometimes with uh, like Marvel movies, where I, I might have like high expectations for oh, how yeah. awesome oh, yeah. they're gonna be, right. and like I'll be like, oh okay, well they didn't do what I like thought they were gonna do, right. and so but then like I watch it again, and I'm like, oh that that movie fucking rules. <laughs> well, I uh, I last week 
I had asked uh, uh, Riley. <laughs> Riley wanted to go see uh, Midsummer, and it was only because his uh, his sister said it was the or yeah, his sister said uh, worst movie I've seen all year. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So you want to go see it because it was bad? And he goes, yeah, I just want to see how bad. But I was like, well, me and Dustin had kind of been eyeing this film, uh, and I'm surprised I wanted to see it. But do you want to go see it? So me, Dustin, and Riley decided, fuck it, we're gonna go see Stuber. Uh, and we, we went ah. and saw Stuber and got to tell you, walked in low expectations, uh, quite fine, quite, it was quite <laughs> fine with that movie. So like definitely laugh out loud, loud moments. Um, there was the, you know, there's some stuff where you're like, ah, okay, okay. you know, I'm going to slide, but, uh, but you know what? Yeah, fuck it, dude. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty fun. Oh yeah. It, it right was. on. It was pretty fun, and and uh, and you know we could have went and supported a whole bunch of white people doing out there doing white shit, <laughs> but I was like, nah, fuck it. You know what, man? Just for uh, <laughs> the lead character, yeah. uh, we're gonna go support some brown people, dude. Yeah, uh, that's what we're gonna go do. Let's and go support one of the only Pakistani yes yeah. actors <laughs> slash comedians in and Hollywood. <laughs> he did, did a fantastic job in his part, and I know that there, you know, it did have a moment that they ran in the um. That they did have some funny stuff that we knew was coming because mm-hmm. you saw it in the trailer. Like when he like yeah. picks up the phone and <laughs> hits zero, thinking he's gonna get the operator. It's like, help, we're being chased by some killers, and it just comes over the intercom <laughs> in the store. <laughs> and we knew that was coming, but there were so many uh, just great parts. Uh, um, and it, gotta gotta give it to uh, gotta give it to Bautista. Uh, um, yeah, he's great. I like uh, him. Yeah, well, I mean, his did he he nails Drax. But in yeah. this movie too, it was uh, it, it was he was quite. I, I was surprised at the physical comedy that he could do. Well, speaking of Dave Bautista, I think we I think we talked about it on a couple episodes back. But uh, he was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, right? Right. And when I first saw that movie, I was like, oh, that's uh, that's that's him. That's no, that that's what they did with that movie. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. my expectations of it were very high. Yes. Because it looked so cool. Yes. And yeah. it looked so good. Well, I mean, luckily, the, you know what they should have done for the trailer is made the trailer as long as the movie seemed. <laughs> like, uh, we're gonna go this slow. We're gonna. It's Blade. This was Blade Walker. That's. What you know what they should have done is they, because especially because it tanked, anyways, mm-hmm. at the box office, they should have hid the reveal of Harrison Ford. Okay. They should have not promoted it as Harrison Ford being in the movie. And it's weird that they, 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 they like, don't put the funniest parts of the movie in the trailer getting, because it's like, oh, this is, well, that's what's going to hook people to come in. I'm like, yeah, but you've already shown them yeah. the best part and, and kind of out of context sometimes. What a tricky thing, though, because there's like a fine, what, there's I a think fine it's laziness. line. I think it's laziness. No, but there, because like you want to entice people to see it, right? You want to, you want people to want to like see your movie. So you want to show them how funny it is. So we're like, <clears throat> what? And, and like, it's so the same thing with like a, a good, really good example of a trailer, like spoiling the best reveal of the movie is Thor fucking Ragnarok. Can you imagine okay. Okay. how psyched people would have been if they were in that theater and they didn't know Hulk was going to be in that movie and yes. Thor's in that gladiator arena and Hulk bursts out of that thing. Okay, and, and you, can you <clears throat> imagine how people would have flipped the fuck out? Okay, and here's what you do: you you take out the parts, you, you obscure it, but you can still show, you know. And here's your opponent. The crowd goes crazy, but you're only showing Thor, and he goes, 
I know that guy. He's <laughs> worked with that guy. And then, you know, and then uh, and then just, uh, you know, hey, come and, you know, this summer, blah, 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 blah. And then you go back, like, you know, and then you see Thor's reaction to him charging him. Well, sure, <laughs> sure there's ways to do it, but... There, there's also the thing of like more people are going to go see that movie because they know Hulk's in it. A, l- a okay. lot more people are. I mean, it's not. Okay. But okay. So what you're, so what you're saying, what this says to me is they're playing down to the dumb people. But they have to. No, it seems no, like you they don't. Have to. No, you don't. You look. You as a fucking audience member, you get better. You get better. <laughs> look, if you're that fucking interested, if you love the fucking thing, by the way, you could have looked up the Ragnarok on uh, in the comic book if you want to know what the fuck was going on, right? No. I, no. It wasn't in the comic book. It's different. It's much different. Uh, it, it didn't have the Hulk. No. Well, uh, so the the movie kind of combined a Hulk storyline and a, uh, a Thor, Thor. storyline and okay. kind of mashed them up a bit. And the in Ragnarok in Thor has kind of happened and not happened or like been reversed multiple times. So there's different things they could kind of like pull from it. And okay, I, I could yeah. I could go I could go See, on, but I, they kind of mashed. They I the would, Marvel Cinematic <clears throat> Universe hasn't really followed the comic books okay. at all. Okay, and, that, and they've done fine. their own thing. But this is more about like it is it is much better to obscure things and risk having some of the people not come out oh i i for the record because word of mouth word of mouth is gonna just that's what's gonna draw those people in i agree for all those people that didn't see hulk in that fucking trailer and then afterwards like dude you're not gonna believe it fucking hulks and thor and they're gonna be like what i didn't know that yeah 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 i know no fucking you know that that's the whole surprise oh yeah now now yes the 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 I think the audience should get better, and I don't think that they, I don't think they should I don't think they should cater to the fucking dumb dumbs. I, I yeah, but at the same time, you just want as many people as you fucking can to see this fucking movie. Like you just want like yes, to, but when you're talking Marvel, there's you you have a built-in on it, and yes, you want people. But trust me, the the first release, <laughs> sure, well, yeah, <laughs> the first release of that Ragnarok with that with no Hulk in there, and then the people coming out like, holy shit, we did not see that coming. It's fucking great. Even the critics are like, ah, oh, dude, yeah. they didn't reveal anything to us. And then you're gonna get a whole second wave, and who knows oh, how much you. that double fuck bounce yeah. is gonna be better for you. Um, oh, sure. It's a oh. So we didn't make as much as we thought we would on opening weekend. But that's because people didn't know that Hulk was in it. Well, now that the word's out, guess yeah. what? Guess what's making? Guess you what's got a month packed? You know what? I <clears throat> really wait for when Endgame came out. They put out the first trailer, and it didn't really show anything. It just okay. kind of had like a somber tone. And they yeah. kind of showed some like yeah. desolate. Like they showed New York as kind of like this desolate place. Yeah. They kind of showed some like brief images of like the remaining Avengers and stuff, but they yep. didn't really show anything. No. And so people were like, this looks cool, but they didn't show me anything about the plot. I kind of wish they would have just been like, that's the only trailer we're putting out. Again, again, yeah. That, that, that was the one for the smart fans. Yeah. And the fans that they know that, you know, they're, they're going to have that base that they know they're going to get anyway. But then, you know, when you put that trailer out there and, yeah, you get those smart, you know, the people that are like, like, ah, they really didn't give us anything, but I, I'm, I'm still going to, I'm interested. Yeah. I still want to go. I still want to. And, and then when you go in there and having only seen that, everything else is, you're like, oh, dude, I was crying at the end and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like, 
that's the better way to go. Uh, and, uh, and I know you want, I know it's all about fucking, here we are, agreed again. I know, <laughs> trust, like, just gotta, you gotta believe in your fucking product. Well, I believe think, in yourself. But I think <clears throat> the, the tough thing is, is that there's so many, uh, like, good, amazing movies that have gone unnoticed. You know, like, I mean, like, look at, like, speaking of Blade Runner, look at the original Blade Runner. Like, that movie is now considered, like, one of the all time great sci-fi movies and when that movie came out people could not give a fuck about it was that howard in that one too yeah oh yeah uh, speaking of which he passed away today i huh? know i know i posted something about it his uh uh soliloquy yeah. poem yeah. monologue <laughs> at the end of blade runner uh or like look at uh like the one of maybe my favorite movie ever john carpenter's the thing like that movie didn't do shit when it came out Nobody, nobody gave a fuck about that movie, and that movie is the one of the greatest movies oh, of all time. Oh, hands down, that 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 is a fucking. It's almost a perfect fucking movie. I know it is, and it is so great. And it, it, back in a time when when CGI wasn't what it was, and and and, 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 and it was ahead of its time. And those effect the, the effects in that movie are gold. hold the yeah. fuck up. Yeah, hold the yeah. fuck. When they actually up. made the fucking shit that they had to fucking I, show on screen. I highly recommend anybody who hasn't seen any of like the behind the scenes stuff of the thing, how they did a lot of the special effects. Go check it out. You can okay. find like stuff on YouTube and you'll see how they put stuff together and how they made like the models and stuff, especially the scene of uh my my favorite little tidbit is the scene where the dude uh is uh like having convulsions and stuff and he he goes cold he goes cold you know mm-hmm. and then the the doctor guy goes to defibrillator defibrillator uh and then the guy's like chest opens up mm-hmm. and bites the guy's arms off what they did is they made uh uh they found a double double amputee and they made ar- like arms like for him. prosthetic arms for him uh and then they just made a mold of the actor's face and they just put the mold on the amputee's oh, no head kidding. yeah uh you can tell you can totally tell when you see it because the guy's face is just like <laughs> <laughs> uh but that yeah they just and then they put like the they made a whole torso with like a hydraulic opening on it okay. and then they That's put the the prosthetic arms into the opening and so it looked, the arms are actually getting ripped off, but they're fake arms. Right, right, right. But it's so <clears throat> fucking cool and creative and yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, I, I don't remember the trailer for that one. That was definitely a, a while well, back. No, but if, I, I know. But like, it's a the trailers. I trailers used to be garbage in general. Like trailers for movies were just bad because people <laughs> would go see. Well, they wouldn't yeah. go see anything because <laughs> of what I'm talking about. But but there. So there's always there's always the and that was after John Carpenter had made Halloween, like Halloween. The guy who that, made Halloween yeah. was coming out with a a movie with fucking Kurt Russell and Wilford Brimley, and people are like, you know what? We don't give we don't give a shit. We don't care. We don't want to see this. Oh, see, I, I you know. I don't know. Like uh, I, I know I didn't see it when it came out. What what year did it come out? Eighty four. Eighty four. I I wasn't one of the people that did it. I saw it later in my life. And oh I was yeah. Like, oh dude, a lot I'm of so t- you know, kind of fam- same way I, I I feel about Hendrix. I was like, I wish I would have found Hendrix so much earlier in fucking life, dude. Yeah. Things could have been so much more different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I love stuff. I love slash hate stuff like that where you're like, God. 
Oh. I wish I would have been doing this for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Where has this been wish all my got, fucking life? Wish I would have gotten into comedy so much earlier. Yeah. Wish I would have fucking yeah. been there. And, uh, th- yeah, there's a lot of bands where I'll, like, I'll hear them and I'll be like, oh, this is exactly what I've been wanting to hear for my whole fucking life. And they have 10 albums out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <I'm> just, uh. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I, with the trailer thing, I, I don't know because I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but it's, it's tough because there's a lot of great movies that just go fucking unnoticed. Well, and, well, it, 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 but that again, hindsight's 2020. Um, and I don't yeah. know if a, a kick-ass trailer would have would have brought the fucking people. And like you said, it was after Halloween. It's fucking with uh, Kurt Russell for Christ's sake, a big movie I mean, star. At yeah, the time. that's true. There's a you know bunch of stuff that. But when it comes to, um, I was trying to think. Um, uh, I think one of the movies. And I don't know what it was. I was with a. <laughs> I do know that the first time I went and saw Fight Club, it was a date. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I was like, oh, I fucking hate this movie because I was on a date. But ever and then every time I watch it after that, I'm like, I, I probably shouldn't identify with this movie as much as I do. Oh, that's uh, fun. I have the exact. I've had the exact opposite reaction to Fight Club of where well, it's because re- you're not crazy. <laughs> okay. Well, I really liked it when I first saw it, and then as time has gone on, the allure of that movie has kind of it, it worn does it, off. Does it have to do with uh, the people who really, really love the movie? Uh, yeah, probably for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's a huge. Chunk I love of it. Pearl Jam, but I think I've said it on even on this podcast before. <laughs> it's like, look, man, I'm surprised I have shit in common with all the people that are at the show. And I'm <laughs> right. like, dude, look yeah, at this yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, you're really gonna listen to the Pearl Jam live show before we go see Pearl Jam live? Really, <laughs> really? Fucking what the fuck? Uh, you know, yeah, it's just dumbass shit like that. So, and it's tough to where. You know, it's like I really want to like this person or this band or this movie, but these fucking guys are stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, there's nothing you can do about the outside bullshit. I know, but uh, I know. I uh, oddly enough, there's another Brad Pitt movie where Babel looked good to me. I've and then never I've seen that. Don't. Okay. Fucking don't, <laughs> dude. You're telling me Brad Pitt, who I like as an actor, uh, and Salma Hayek, get the fuck out of here. That's a, and whenever I go, when I go, like, oh, she's as hot as Salma Hayek. It's always that's the bar is Salma Hayek. Still to this day, Salma Hayek's pretty much the top of the bank, and I have no problem with that. It's like you know, she's a grandmother now, or she could be your grandmother. I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, depending on who gets an office next, maybe we'll be looking at grandmas. I like to fuck on porn. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gilfs. <laughs> but uh, gotta love those gilfs, baby. When <laughs> I went in with with high expectations, and I will trash the shit out of that fucking movie. Um, you know, it, it, again, it's, it was one, another one of those. Uh, but I, one thing again, it's playing down to the idiots. I hate movies that. Uh, Oh man, that was great! But then there's an extra five to ten minutes where they make sure the audience gets the message. Let me explain it to all the dum dums out here with the last <laughs> five to ten minutes what this movie was about and what should have been learned. I'm like, no, you should have ended it five to ten minutes ago because if the dum dums don't get it, that's on them. Yeah. By the way, I, you I already mean, have their money, so ca- don't worry about it. I mean, <laughs> kind, I kind of, I guess, I I see that point, but. At the, uh, you know, on the the flip side, the same token, uh, I there, there's usually not like one thing in a movie that's gonna make me like turn on a movie. Like very okay. rarely is there like one thing. I'll give you. So a- like if I liked the rest of Babel, and then at the end they went on this thing where they explained the message, 
it might be, I might be like, well, that's dumb, but it's not going to make me turn on the movie. Okay. Like, it's not going to make it nece- necessarily. <laughs> let, you know me ask I mean? you, let me ask you about Seven then. Seven. Okay. When they were doing the all the stuff, the the pre promotion, and they had the uh, they had the um, uh, uh, and they had the trailer come out. Um, it was just mostly a list of the seven deadly sins. You saw Morgan Freeman. You saw Brad Pitt. Morgan Freeman. That, that was all you saw. Mm-hmm. You saw what it looked like. You saw the darkness. You saw some scenes, but you know who you didn't see? Kevin Spacey. He wasn't anywhere until it was like days away. Yeah, but there'd be, well, for, for one, there'd be no reason <clears throat> to show Kevin Spacey in the movie because Kevin Spacey wasn't really like, uh, he was the fucking bad guy. But no, but he wasn't like, he wasn't a draw. You know what I mean? People weren't going to movies to see a Kevin Spacey movie. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes, but, uh, but he was recognizable. Yeah, he was but, recognizable. Yeah, but so is like uh, William Fickner, <laughs> you know. So is I don't uh, know who that is. He's a character actor. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like Bill Paxton is recognizable, but he's not a draw. He was never a draw. Like people weren't like, oh, I gotta go see the new Bill Paxton movie. Well, and I'm that's si- what happens when you do Twister. Uh. <laughs> well, I love Bill Paxton. I like I I love him, but I'm just saying, like, just because Kevin Spacey people recognize him doesn't mean he's a draw. But I'm but. In regards to Babel, like different Paxton's dead, right? Yeah, he okay, because he was an alien. Game over, game man. over, man. Game over. Yeah, and Why don't you put in her in charge? True Lies, Terminator, yeah, <laughs> Titanic, all the James, all the James Cameron movies. Up in he wasn't in Avatar. He wasn't in T two. But I but he did in, play jazz in the Transformers. No, fuck <laughs> 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 uh, Fake IMDb. But yeah, I mean, Bill, <laughs> Bill Paxton is the best. He's he's the fucking man. But uh, I, um, uh, in what I was what I was specifically referencing in in what you were saying about Babel was that there's just not there's very few times in a movie where something they'll do something that I don't like that's gonna make me discount the rest of the movie. So I don't know what like Babel Babel's trailer was like, but. If I saw the trailer, like it's the it's the kind of thing where it's like, all right, that's mm. that's cool that they did it at the end, but I still liked the rest of the movie a lot. You know what I mean? Right. I think it was just a long way to go. It's like you know, if we all spoke the same language, this wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we know, we know. Uh, yeah, I, I, one of the biggest crimes for me in a movie is just if it's boring. Like if a movie's boring to me, then that's kind of what will make me not like a movie. Right. But if it's not boring to me, then, uh, you know, I'll, I, I'll give a movie a lot. I'll, I'll give a lot of stuff, a lot of room to fuck up and be shitty just okay. because I'm like, you know what? I've tried to make things before and it fucking sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's difficult. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why the great writers are the, 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 the greats. Yeah. The yeah. greats, you know, like it, it does come down to a lot to, to the dialogue, who had written it, the story and the, the way the story arcs and the, and the yeah. twists and all that stuff. And um, even even in regards to like talking like doing like lowest common denominator type stuff, it's like, you know what? I, I think about this a lot because uh, th- there's there's so much information in the just on like a universal scale. There's so much information that the difference between somebody like uh, Stephen Hawking, like his understanding of the universe, and like. Uh, somebody with like, like a traumatic brain injury that has like uh, developmental disabilities from that. 
the <laughs> the gap between their understanding of the universe uh, or just uh, their uh, understanding of things is like ridiculous it's, it's vast no 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 it's <laughs> it's very small because there is so much in the universe there's so much there's right. so much that like even the smartest fucking person ever does not understand so the difference between somebody who's a real fucking ding dong and somebody who's like the smartest fucking smarty smarty pants in the world it's not that different uh, it's not it? that fucking different you but, we're we're put, okay, and, okay, and okay. not only that, but we're putting value on it. We're saying okay. that there's more value in in having a lot of information in your brain. Okay. Why? Why is there more value to that? That's why it's almost like uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, most people like well, you know, obviously we don't use the whole brain. We only use this small percentage of our brain, and dum dums use like a half a percent less than that. And so yeah, it's like it, you know, there's a whole bunch about the universe and the brain that's there that but I was like they, you know, no one can obviously know all that, but where I think the problem lies is um technology now. Um the take the person who understands computers on uh on on the best level that knows the most about computers. Mm-hmm. And take uh your average person or or take the person who knows the least that gap is huge and and then by the way like even if you're just like okay let's just take the top like you know but like, that, but that gap is seemingly huge in the same way that uh, living to be a hundred years seems like a long time but a, living to be a hundred is not a long time right right because but, the un, the universe is 13 billion years old or, no, no. Yeah, the, uni- I, the yeah. universe is 13 billion years old, and it's going to be around for billions of more years. So living to be 100, that's not old at all. No, no well, Which, not when you compare it to, you know. That's what I'm uh, saying, yeah, though, yeah. is that yeah. somebody knowing a fuck ton and somebody knowing not that much is not that different when you look at it on a universal scale. Well, on a, that, that's a huge scale. That's though. what I mean, though, oh. is that so there's not really much difference between uh, making a movie for the highest common denominator or and the lowest com- or the lowest common denominator. There's not really that much of a fucking difference. Okay. Well, along those lines, then, it's going to be better to not, like, I understand you need those people in the fucking theaters, but if you don't want to ruin your story and don't want don't put if it's a comedy, don't put the best jokes in the trailer. Well, put, put some strong ones there. I, put a little mystery. I, do a little better. I be- agree with that. <clears throat> put the middle of the set in there. Because because <laughs> what's going to happen is when those people go and the people that go and have saw the funniest parts in the movie, they're like, uh, it was not right, but I saw what I needed to in the trailer pretty much. Yeah. You know how many times have you heard that? But if you don't put those in, the people go like, dude. Now, now you're reviewing a whole different movie. You're like, dude, man, there was one part they should have put in the trailer. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, no, they didn't. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it's For better sure. as a surprise. Oh, I I agree. I hundred percent agree. Okay. I just mean uh, what I was referencing was just specifically make do like going after the lowest the lowest common denominator. Right. Because right. uh, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. I don't think there's no, anything. No. I mean, the, like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. I mean, dude, that was fucking like, I think everybody equally could. There's so many people, you know, there's people that are like, I'm not going to enjoy the fart humor like that, you know? <laughs> like, okay, well, you don't do it, but I'm sorry. That bathroom scene is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> and, and you know what? Apparently, Jeff Daniels had to, like, uh, I, I think 
Jim Carrey had to like really fight for him to be in that movie. Really? Yeah. Who was the? Who, do you know who the other person was? I don't know who the other person was, but I I th- believe that the studio really did not want Jeff Daniels to uh, be the uh, the. Good for Carrey then. Good for Carrey because that yeah. was a great pairing. Have you yeah. seen uh, the... Got to get out of here, man. <laughs> Fucking our, our pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> Fucking one of my favorite lines. Uh, one of my favorites is, Harry, I took care of it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, wait a minute, you still pee to a blind guy? The look that Carrie goes, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, he switches gears. So perfect um, in that scene. Uh, I... Oh, um, what? Oh, fuck. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I, I have one more gem. <laughs> <laughs> well, do it. Uh, 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 Hold oh. it now. Here, put the song oh, on. God You'll think it. about it. Something takes a body. <laughs> um, I knew that was you. Uh, was it a, a, a Dumb and Dumber bass or was it Jeff Daniels bass or just a movie bass? I think it was... Oh, 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 I there remember. You go. Uh, have you seen the, docu- the documentary Jim and Andy? Yes. And what did you think of that? Real quick, because we got to get it. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I look, man. I I understand the method acting and stuff like that. And I and, don't. And, and, and <laughs> I I understand it, but dude, did you really need to fucking do that to his family? Like, and his family bought into it. And I'm like, that's kind of some. That didn't sit well with me. Like, and, and I thought he did. He, he was great. He did a great Andy Kaufman. He did all uh, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I thought he was always tip top, man. That uh, that's the only. I think he did. A, I think he did a good job. I don't think I don't think his performance in that movie warranted what he put everybody that worked on that movie, like all the crew, oh, all the other yeah. cast, yeah. like well, Kaufman's family. The, and like, I think the family is the thing that hit me the most. I'm like, dude, they went through his death, and like, I know you're doing yeah. this part. And but come on, man, don't 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 do that with them, man. Don't, and and you know what? I understand. Don't do it with the director and all that stuff. I mean, it was yeah. kind of like some jerk ass shit and like some artistic stuff. Um, but I don't know for that. Uh, um, God, what's the? At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> like that is that Tony Clifton cover is my fucking favorite cover. Of that song. <laughs> it's just so fucking good. Yeah, I that that movie actually made me that documentary made me hate actors. Like it made me feel like I didn't, it made me like Daniel day Lewis less. Like tr- well, truthfully. Well, I mean, he, dude, he, he went through the boxing shit. Like that guy means it. And like, you know, yeah, but at the, but to me, it's like, you know what? At the end of the day, you're a fucking actor. <laughs> it, it is, but, but it's you almost like you're making but, a fucking movie. Chill the fuck out. You are. And, but who knows if, that's what they need to do to get the performance that they think they need to give. You know what? You know what? I think I may have said this on overbooked, or maybe overbooked, or maybe be kind of rewind. It, one of one of these other fucking podcasts. <laughs> one of these other inferior podcasts. Uh, uh, so shots fired. One of my favorite uh, quotes about acting is from Dustin Hoffman, uh, who's kind of become a turd. Uh, it's come to light that he's kind of a dickhead to women. Uh, Shocker. Yeah, but I he got asked about uh, method acting, and his response was, uh, they should try acting. 
And I was yeah. like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Like, I all this, meant- like, method acting stuff of, like, refer to me as Lincoln, refer to me as Andy. Like, fuck off, man. Like, you're an actor. Do your fucking job. If you can't, if that's what you need to do to get in character, maybe it should have gone to somebody else. Because guess what? Daniel Day-Lewis, you're a great actor. You're not the best fucking actor in the world, okay? Jim Carrey, you're a good actor. You're not the best fucking actor in the world. If that's what you need to do to get into that character, give it to somebody else who's not going to be a fucking nightmare for everybody. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's making the, like that's where it gets ridiculous. Yeah, like look, I, you know, hey, if you want to do the method acting, you got you have to do your damnedest to keep to yourself. Okay, yeah. and, and limit yourself and what you can do is like, look, man, I, I, this is what I have to like, like before you start filming, go, hey, guys, look, this is what I have to do to remain in character for me to stay focused. Well, and I, I understand <clears throat> being like, I need to like, I need to be in a certain headspace to be right. able to perform this role. Right. I told like uh, on, on, on it, like the recent, like the it movie with uh, like the, the with, newest one. Yeah, the newest yeah. one, <clears throat> uh, the, the uh, Bill Skarsgård. He, he was like, I, I don't, I can't like hang out with the kids. Like, I think the kids are great, but I can't hang out with them on set because it's just not gonna, it's gonna affect my performance. And I think that's okay. fine. He wasn't yeah. like a monster to the kids though. He yeah. wasn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you he, better call me it. Call me Pennywise. <laughs> a dancing clown. <laughs> uh, because, because that would just be a fucking awful move. It would make life. There's a difference between uh, like taking a role serious or taking your craft serious and just being a fucking dickhead about it. And it's so fucking frustrating because it's like it's just a fucking movie, man. Now, I'm definitely coming to your side because if you put this into any other job. Uh, yeah. OK, hey, you're a CVS cashier. And it's like, dude, look, if I'm going to be if I'm going to do this right. I need you to call me Craig. I know my name's Chad, but I need you to call me Craig. And uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, all about the rules and all about the corporation. And you better not fucking take one minute more of a fucking break. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, I, 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 I'm the, the fastest uh, cashier. I'm the fastest cashier. I can scan all your That's items. why I got my fingers taped for the shift, <laughs> yeah. man. Okay. But I'm going to like, I'm going to degrade you and I'm going to just like. Like, right. real, like that's the best CVS cashier is the asshole. Yeah, oh, I'll I'll wait an extra five minutes. <laughs> yeah, just you know t- what I mean. Yeah, I'll talk to I'll talk to Miss Miss Chatty Cathy over Yeah, Miss Chatty Cathy seems yeah. pleasant. By the way, she's ranked number four. What's the big difference? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like the difference between like Jim Carrey and Man on the Moon and like his performance in Truman Show. Like he's better in Truman Show. Truman Show. Uh, <laughs> what was the one where he getting a memory erased? Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, that movie's great. Fucking beautiful. That movie's great. Uh, yeah. Man, I mean, this was deep and hard. Uh, so deep and so hard. <laughs> this isn't even the episode. I've been having a tough week, all right? Uh, you know what? This, you know, this is why it lined up. Uh, I've been struggling this week myself. So, you know uh-huh. what, dude? Here we go. Well, okay. Good thing we yeah. took it out on the rest of the, the population. <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go method act in the streets. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. All right. So uh, thank you. Thank you for listening, Chad. Thank you for being here. I didn't even no. introduce you at the show, no. but I assume no, people if people have heard before they they know. And guess what? Yeah. Your name's gonna be in the fucking show description. Well, so yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know what? Don't put it in there. Let's test this trailer theory. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what song do you do want they to like me? Do they like me or no? Based on my name. Uh, <laughs> put money in the tip jar. Let's let's uh, yeah. let's help some fucking people out. <laughs>
Yeah, I want to do, do that. I want to give people money. Uh, I want to help somebody. I think a thousand bucks is a good goal. I think that's uh, possible. I think that's plausible. And I think a thousand bucks, it's not the most, uh, it's not necessarily like uh, a massive amount of money that's going to change everything for them, but it, it could for sure get them on the right track to maybe getting out of the situation they're in. Yeah, so help, let's f- let's fucking do that. Help Brett do a beautiful thing. Let's fucking do that. Let's give some, let's a thousand bucks. Let's get that in the tip jar. I'm not going to take any of it. I'm not going to do the thing where it's like uh if you donate to if you donate to the chip tip jar, uh, you get I'll give 50% to blah blah yeah, blah yeah, and I'll take sure, no. Yeah. 100% yeah. of it's going to go 100%. 100%. A thousand bucks. He's going to he's going to method act as a philanthropist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chad, you're on uh, Diabetes for the Soul on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. Jizz.biz. Jizz.biz, baby. <laughs> Jizzum.bizum. <laughs> That's not real. Uh, not yet. <laughs> uh, check, check that out. Uh, check out uh, the Eavesdrop Facebook page. Check out the Instagram page. I'm going to start trying to make sure more stuff is posted on those things. Content. Uh, yeah. Co- Got to get that premium tent, baby. <laughs> Uh, because I'm bad at social media and I don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, but I'm going to try and make sure that, that, that stuff is updated more often and, uh, go to jizz.biz. It'll redirect you to www.ease-drop.com. You can see all the other shows that we have on there. Uh, there's a bunch of great stuff on there. Uh, I want to plug, uh, the most recent episode of never better, uh my wife ashley's show she had a great the the episode that went up today uh on the 24th it's called all the local ladies <laughs> <laughs> hey ladies uh, they they had des who uh desiree who is the she made a, a facebook group called it's like the local ladies uh chat group or something like that and it's just got a bunch of people uh women oh, I'm, I'm in it <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bunch of uh women in the Boise area and they kind of all post on there and uh, kind of get advice and uh, talk about stuff that's like important to them without having to like post it on their like personal Facebook wall and yeah. have everybody see it. And you're a bunch of dumbass dudes. Up yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Well, do you know what you should wear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, they, they, they got some questions from uh, some women in the group. And they, they kind of just discuss the questions on the podcast. And it's very insightful. And they, they talk about some some uh, heavier stuff, but they do it in a very uh, uh, elegant way, in a very a very fun and funny way. So I uh, high recommend. Sounds I, like Ashley Battisting to me. Oh. Uh, Ashley and Abby and, and Lindsay, my sister, and uh, Danny. All are, all are all great and des was a, a fucking awesome guest so i nice. highly recommend it definitely if you're listening to this please go check it out because it's super duper good and you might just uh get a little bit of uh insight and i highly recommend uh koji's podcast with uh lady business uh alicia donahue and jinx oh so fantastic. so fucking good that was my favorite episode of his so <laughs> fucking good uh yeah it was great really it was alicia's birthday yesterday yes it was yeah, uh um, I wish her a happy 29th. I, it's well, I wished her a happy 51st because hashtag lie up. Yeah, uh, I just like to, I just like to lowball and like come back. If, I feel like oh, you know that's not my age, and I'm like, well, yeah, but I I wasn't there for your 29th birthday either, you know. So I'm just making up for lost catching time. up. <laughs> 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, tune in this Sunday. Uh, we're going to do a real episode of Deep and Hard. Uh, Sophie Hughes is going to be on talking about her experience uh, with uh, transitioning as a transgender woman. Uh, and uh, maybe maybe we can all learn something from that and uh, get a better perspective on just what that's like and how uh hear about our alaskan trip as well i mean that's not like the number one thing <laughs> well i mean well, it sounds like that, someone's yeah. never seen alaska <laughs> i hear bald eagles are like fucking pigeons up there <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening to every- thanks for listening everybody uh see you on sunday one love oh, that's not the